It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. What is going on, guys? DNA back at you guys with another Locked On Wizards podcast episode. We got to talk about this Blazers game, man. Um, the defense, we already know, man. There was none played. So let's get right into it. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What is going on, guys? Getting there back at you with another Locked On Wizards podcast episode. I want to thank you all for making Locked On Wizards your first listen each and every day. We are free and available on all platforms. So, it Wizards lose by five, 115, 110, but they attempted to make another comeback bid. But uh, that defense, man, it, it was it was rough. What was your main takeaway from this game? Um, it's just frustrating. It's another opportunity where we play a team that's, you know, battered and bruised up, another lottery team. You know, no Damian Lillard, no CJ McCollum, no Norman Powell. I get it. We have Bradley Bill out, but that's no excuse. They had three of their starters out when we let mm-hmm. Anthony Simmons uh, play just like Damian Lillard. He had 31 points. And he had three threes in a row. I mean, he was unstoppable at one time. I mean, yeah. we had Neto on him. He was shooting over Hollow Neto. Uh, we refused to play Aaron Holiday until the second half, which was inexcusable. Aaron Holiday gets in the game, and guess what? He hits three threes when he gets in. And he plays good defense. Um, the pick and roll defense was awful. Um, Nurkic was getting to the basket every time. Tony Snell had a wide open dunk in the middle. I mean, the defense, it was, it was atrocious. They had 73 points mm-hmm. in the first half. Uh, we couldn't get a stop when we needed it. And offensively, we had a lot of unforced uh, errors, a lot of unforced turnovers. We had 20 turnovers in the game. And um, Kyle Kuzma, who's been our best player the last eight games, he was off tonight. He had an off night. He did have a double yeah. double, but you know he had he had a couple air ball threes down the stretch. We we shot con- consecutive threes. We shot four threes in one possession. We kept getting the offensive rebound, but we kept clanking the threes and missing threes. And we finally went to the basket, and guess what? We got a bucket. So mm-hmm. this was you know every time we lose, we we came back. We were down by what eighteen or twenty points at yeah, one time. It was rough. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was it was ugly at one point. It was they were dominating us on the boards. They were getting to the basket. Uh, of course, Gaffer got in foul trouble every time we play a big like a Nurkic or a Jokic or a Valanciunas or a Joel Embiid, unfortunately, who we're going to be playing tomorrow, which could be really rough. Uh, mm-hmm. We struggle against those kind of bigs. And, you know, fortunately, he got in foul trouble. Nurkic got six fouls or he fouled out. Um, and we took advantage when he wasn't in there. But when he was in there, he was he got to the basket every single time. And mm-hmm. um, once again, Dinwiddie, he plays better without Bradley Bill. So I thought he played well. But. Hopefully we can get Brad tomorrow night. But um, this game, I thought we got outplayed. We got out hustled. And um, we, we lost the opportunity because right now we're ninth in the standings. And uh, we were eight before that game. And you look at some of the Eastern Conference teams, they lost. They've been losing. Like the Hornets have been losing. The Celtics have been losing. Toronto lost. So we, we just dropped the ball once again. We, we say this is the easier part of the schedule. And guess what? We don't take advantage of it. Yeah. And nothing's easy. For a team that doesn't play defense, 
right. you know, you're not going to blow many teams out that you feel like you should blow out. You know, you may feel like the Wizards should blow out a team like the Pistons or blow out a team like the Magic. That won't happen because the Wizards do not play the defense to allow blowout games to happen or to occur consistently. It may happen once in a blue moon, but the Wizards do not blow people out for a reason because they don't play defense. No matter who's out and who's hurt, you would have thought Dame Lillard was out there playing today. I mean, the way Simons was playing, it was crazy. He was killing them. Seven for 14 from the three, 50% from the three alone. It it was just bad. It was really bad. The Portland had around, I'm not sure, like almost 70 going into the third quarter, if not 70. 73 at the half. Yeah, yeah. I mean, how can you win games like that? And this is with a beat-up squad. (laughs) Playing against a beat-up squad. Yeah. You know, and, and it's not a fact a factor of the Wizards missing guys. There's no more. They're missing Hachimura. They're missing Thomas Bryant. Like, Brad wasn't playing, but if Brad was on the court, they're probably still giving up 70-something points because the defense has been an issue for forever now. It's as simple as the guys trying to play defense. I don't know if it's a want thing, an energy thing, an effort thing, or they simply just do not have the personnel to play good defense. Um... Howell Neto, bad defensively. People were upset at him. But when I was complaining about him having all these shots, people were asking me what I was complaining about because he had went 7-14, and and I believe, in their last game. And people were on me. But now, against the Blazers, he was bad once again, which he's been for a while now. Now everybody doesn't like him anymore. So I'm not getting no hate this time for my Neto take. I, I mean, it's just... The Wizards are going to be a 500 ball club, borderline below 500, as long as they continue to play this defense. You cannot consistently win games, giving up 115 points, 108 points, 110 points, and expect to win shootout games and get on five-game winning streaks, et cetera, against mid-tier competition. It's as simple as that, Ed. Definitely, yeah. and we played defense like Scotty Brooks, like Scott Brooks' defense last year. And guess what? He had a tribute on the Jumbotron. I heard he got booed at Kevin yeah. Arena, and he got his revenge on the Wizards. Rightfully, yeah. uh, I'm not gonna say rightfully so, but the way we played, we deserve to lose to Scott Brooks. Yeah, the way we played. Yeah, and I mean Nurkic, another big center. You know, back to the basket guy. They struggled. You know, they struggled against him. They struggled guarding him. I mean, Simons had 11 assists. So not only did he score, he facilitated as well. It's just I don't care about the Wizards scoring all these all these points. Play defense, man. It's as simple as that. And secondly, we got some more talking points we want to hit, but we do have a message from our friends over at Shopify. Shopify gives entrepreneurs the resources once reserved for big business. So upstarts, startups, and established businesses alike can sell everywhere. Synchronize online and in-sell person sales and effortlessly stay informed. Scaling your business is a journey of endless possibility. Like mine, Shopify powers millions of businesses from first sale to full scale. Reach customers online and across social networks with an ever-growing suite of channel integrations and apps, including Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, and more. Gain insights as you grow with detailed reporting of conversion rates, profit margins, and beyond. More than the store. Shopify grows with you. This is possibility powered by Shopify. Go to shopify.com slash locked on NBA 
all lowercase, for a free 14-day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash LockedOnNBA right now. Shopify.com slash LockedOnNBA. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Barea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And once again, I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Wizards your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast. Nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. Listen to Locked On Now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or watch it on the Locked On NBA YouTube channel. So, Ed, I know some other guys that you do want to get into, you know, talking about Thomas Bryant, talking about Rui Hachimura, those guys, anybody else that had um, caught your mind outside of just talking about the defensive struggles, man? Right. Yeah, um, I, I thought Aaron Holiday played well. I think he deserves more mm-hmm. minutes. It was confusing why he got, you know, uh, coach decision, DMPs, you know, um, DMPs <laughs> do not participate or no playing time. I forgot what it stands for, but um, or it did not play. Yeah, it was confusing to me. I don't, I didn't know what was going on there after he got back from health and safety protocols. Um, you know, they were playing that the whole time instead of Aaron Holiday. I, I thought that was very interesting. And uh, Pat Delaney, who stepped in for for Wes Unsell Jr., who's probably not going to be back against the Sixers either. Right. Um, he was forced to play here in Holiday. I mean, Hollow Neto just had a rough night. I mean, he airballed a shot, and then there was one time where he grabbed the basketball, and of course, that's a violation. Um, he almost got away with it, actually. Um, but yeah, Neto was just not good defensively. Um, right. Simons is what six five. Neto's six feet, so he shot over right. every, shot over him every time, every three. It's just too easy. Um, Thomas Bryant, he's trying zero points over three from the field, over two from the three point line, 12 minutes. Gafford, kind of a disappointing night, over four. Yeah, foul trouble once again. Like we say, like we keep saying, he struggles against those bigs. You know, Nurk is just what 280 pounds. Gafford looks like he's what 210 at the most. He's a, he's just a you know, a skinny guy. You know, it's just what he is. He's, he's more than 210, but still, um, he struggles against those guys, Sabonis, Jokic, Embiid. Uh, Valanchunas, those big body bigs, he those that's his kryptonite. He struggles against those guys. He did a lot better against Evan Mobley because Evan Mobley is more of a skinnier build guy, and Jared Allen, guys like that. That's who Gafford does better against Rudy Gobert, skinny guys like that. But when they're big, when they're big centers like that, that's his kryptonite. He just struggles against those guys. Um, and I love Gaff, but Corey Kisper has impressed me. Kyle Kuzma was off. Um, you know, he, he, he's been incredible the last eight games, but he was due for a bad game, I guess, and he just had a rough night. He had an off night. Uh, he still did other things, 16 points and 12 boards. Kispert has been impressive. I love what I'm seeing from Corey Kispert. He's starting to hit his threes. He's doing other things. He's cutting to the basket, rebounding. 
and the three-point shooting wasn't there yet, but now the three-point shooting is getting there. He hit three threes, three for five. Dinwiddie, once again, like he's just better without Bradley Bill. KCP, um, when he puts the ball on the floor and dribbles, there's just times where he can just do a little too much, and he gets mm-hmm. himself in trouble. You know, he's trying to dribble the ball too much, create too much, mm-hmm. and he'll fumble the ball, and just something, something just off happens there, or he's forcing up a shot. Um, he had off night tonight too. Last night, zero for four from the three, and um, Rui and TB, they're trying, and it's just hard. To, it's only with their third game back. This is their second mm-hmm. or third game back, so it's just hard. We have to be patient with those two guys. I know we have high expectations for them. Thomas Bryant, he tried to get the crowd hyped. I don't know how that was a foul on him when he got that jump ball off the rebound. Yeah. He's you know shaking his head and trying to get the crowd hyped up. That was incredible. I don't know how in the world that was a foul call. So the refs weren't great, but once again, we didn't lose because of the refs. I'm not, we did right. not lose because of the refs, but that was a weird call. Should have been a jump ball. Um, but yeah, like I said, Aaron Holiday needs to play more. He needs to play more. Mm-hmm. Holiday, it, it, it might be time for him to sit on the bench a little bit or him be that 12th man instead of Holiday being the 13th, 14th, 15th man. Aaron Holiday, I want him to get more playing time in this Sixers game. Pat Delaney, he, he has to make some moves now. He has to, you know, figure out this rotation. And it's not all on him because Wes Unzel Jr. is the head coach. But this Sixers game, I'm looking at Pat Delaney's rotations and see who he plays. You know, Rui had 15 minutes. Thomas Bryant had 12 minutes. Montrez played well. I love the way that Trez played. Just talk. Mm-hmm. That's probably my last thing about individual performances. I thought Trez played well, 16 points. Um, he is a little too small at times. He was getting cooked by Nurkic as well, but he did mm-hmm. provide energy and he was plus eight and the plus minus. I thought he provided energy. He finished well against the, around the rim. Um, Kuzma, I, he had a bad turnover too, where he tried to throw the ball to, to Trez yeah. down the stretch, stretch and it was just too short. And that turnover killed us. It killed us. And Kuz airballed a three down the stretch too, which killed us too. And I love Kuz. I'm going to critique him when he when he's not playing well. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give him praise when he's playing well. Denny, that's the last individual performance I got to get to. Um, two for six from the, from the field. He finished his layups today, so I'm happy about that. He made a three. Just didn't really get in rhythm um, against the Blazers. But um, I, I thought he shot the ball a little bit better. Still not confident from the three-point line, but I thought he um, – and he, he he tried to dribble coast-to-coast, and he lost the ball. That that turnover mm-hmm. hurt us where he's dribbling on his right hand. So – that's that's what I got for the individual performance, but it's, it's tough to get in the rhythm. We got twelve guys getting, getting minutes, and it's just hard for guys to get in the rhythm. It really is. Yeah, I mean, I want to hit on Corey Kispert. I mean, he's been playing well, and he played he's played better in the starting lineup rather than when he's coming off the bench. And I I don't know if it's just a comfortability thing or what, but he definitely is playing way better starting, and he's been playing really good these last couple stretch of games it's going to be tough for him to not get minutes but i mean somebody's going to have to fall out the rotation you can't i mean somebody is but i don't i look he don't want it to be kisper his shot looks his release i don't know if you notice really but i feel like his release is looking faster like he looks like he's getting the ball ball off quicker he's more confident with his shot i mean i don't know if it's just a mental thing like as far as him getting his confidence together or you know, him watching Davies or Davies getting in his ear and it's like, shoot that thing. Or everybody getting in his ear and saying, shoot it. Maybe it was Kuz yelling at him the other day. <laughs> but, I mean, I really enjoy how Corey Kisper has played, the rookie. He's been playing really good ball, missed all the defensive issues. That's one individual right there who, who's really, you know, stepped up, you know, so and been effective as the Wizards' first round pick. He's been playing really good ball. And, 
he grabs seven rebounds too, so he's on the boards. He's out there hustling, man. He really is. I, I think I, I just think it's tough, man. You know, for guys to get in rhythm. You know, Rui, 15 minutes. It's tough right now because you don't you they can't play high minutes right now as soon as they're coming up, coming back. So as far as Hachimura, Thomas Bryant, like you said, it's hard to really judge them right now because they're just coming back. Like they're literally just coming back after not playing for so long. So I'm not surprised that there's, you know, it's a little struggle. It's a little ugly at times. Some shots that usually may fall aren't falling at a consistent rate. You know, after like months down the line and it still looks like this or something, then you can start to be worried. But right now I'm not too, you know, worried or too high or too low um, about anything that they're doing, those two specifically. I mean, Holiday, like you said, I, I think he deserves minutes. He's got to get minutes. There's no, nothing that Howell Neto is doing that should force Holiday to not get minutes. It's not like, oh, Howell's playing so good that Holiday just cannot play. I mean, shoot, I, I think everybody would like to see Holiday get some minutes, man. I mean, he came in. He was a spark. He provided energy. He did something out there. Um, and like I said, he's not the best defender either. I'm not going to act like he's just so much better defensively. And I know that's what I complained about. But I mean... Shoot, just see, just try, try it out. See if he can give you something different. Um, but yeah, like you said with DG, a struggle. I don't know if he's low key and like Wes is. Well, Wes wasn't the coach, but eleven minutes is odd, you know. <laughs> but we've seen Wes take him out late in games, etc. And he not be on the court, so I think it's a little weird with DG. I mean, I think they understand his flaws, you know, right now, but. Trez dominated the minutes, and Trez, I think, had a good game. He went 8 for 10, 16 points. I mean, five rebounds. I think Trez did do a good job offensively. Mm. So it was more of a Trez night. And I think that's just usually how it's been a lot of the times. It's just who's hot, who's not playing well. That's who gets a lot right. majority of the minutes at the center position. But the rotation is just crazy right now. It's so many guys playing. So many guys playing. Yeah, and Bertans is cool. Yeah, yeah. Bertans is coming back, and Bill will be coming back. So, even more guys will be coming back to play. Right. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, yeah, Gaff is, you know, they're looking at him as a situational guy now. You know, if mm-hmm. all the centers, it is it's similar to last year. You know, Robert Lopez had the hook shot going. We went with Robert Lopez. When Gaff was dunking on people and blocking shots, we let Gaff finish. You know, Alex Lynn would start out and. There were some games where Alex Lynn, Alex Lynn typically didn't really finish, but he would have games where he would start and they would keep him in. That's kind of what it is right now. Um, but it's tough for Thomas Bryant Rui right now. Rui is still getting acclimated. Um, he hit one three. Then he, uh, he I want to say he hit a jumper. No, he only hit the one three and he got to the free throw line. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's still getting his legs under him. It's going gonna, it's gonna to take some time for TB. I mean, and once again, the trade deadline is February 10th. So we got to figure this rotation out, you know, who, who's going to get plans on who's not, because if they really do want to make a push, then they need to, you know, they might have to, you know, look into trading for, you know, another another star. Or they could keep all the guys together just to keep depth. They could make they could do that option too. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, if they do, don't if they don't make any trades and they just keep the, the current roster, then some guys are going to have to sit on the bench because you're not going to play 12 guys and everybody's just not getting the rhythm. Rui not getting the rhythm. So they're gonna have to make some decisions here, and um, you know February 10th is coming up, coming up very quickly. We got a we got a tough stretch coming up, but um, yeah, we can we can definitely get into the Sixers preview, what we want to see, and just unfortunately how 
we kind of fumbled fumbled this this standings how we could have jumped up. But before mm-hmm. we do get into the um, Sixers preview on Martin Luther King Day at two o'clock matinee, this episode is brought to you by Bill Bar. Um, Bill Bar is cookies and cream is my favorite flavor for Bill Bar. Like I always say, I put it in the microwave or I put it in the uh, fridge just to give it a little bit more flavor. It's the new year, so that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Bill Bar in your plan. Bill Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. Bill Bar makes it easier to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good. You'll want to eat it unlike other protein bars, which can be chalky or waxy or taste like a chemical spill. Bill Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Most Bill Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. Here's an idea for the new year. Go to your go to all your secret treat stashes at home, in the pantry, at the office, in the car, wherever. Throw out all the sugary or calorie-filled treats and replace them with Bill Bar. So when you're craving a snack or treat, you can reach for something that's healthy and tastes incredible. There are so many flavors to choose from. Coconut, almond, peanut butter brownie, raspberry, cookies and cream, salted caramel mint brownie and many more. In fact, Built Bar is always coming out with new limited time flavors. So check out Built.com often to see what's new. Go to Built.com, use, use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. This episode is also brought to you by Bet Online. I'm a happy guy because the Cowboys lost today. Uh, I did not bet on that game, but I definitely should have bet on that game. Should have knew it was going to go that way. But Bet Online would like to wish you a happy new betting year. As we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond, BetOnline remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. New year and a new updated desktop and mobile website. To sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit, just use our promo code Lock On and get started. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. So, D, what you looking? For, what are you looking for to um, against the 76ers? And just looking at the standings real quick, where we had an opportunity not to move up super quickly, but um, I mean a lot in the standings. But we were the eighth seed um, at going into the game against the Blazers mm-hmm. and uh, the Raptors. You know, they went above us, twenty-one and nineteen. We're twenty-two and twenty-one at the ninth seed as the ninth seed. The Knicks are twenty-two and twenty-one as the tenth seed, and Boston's twenty-two and twenty-two. So. We're very close from going to the eighth seed or going to the eleventh seed, and we could be even out of the playoffs, you know, being that eleventh seed. So that's just how close it is right now. And the twelfth seed is the Atlanta Hawks at seventeen to twenty-five, and the Pacers are at thirteen to fifteen to twenty-eight. So um, it is it, very it's, it's very um, muddled right now. It's very mm-hmm. congested in that eight to eleven spot right now. So we could lose, like I said, we could lose one game and, and be in the eleven outside looking in. We could win one game. We could go to the eighth. So I just want to get your uh, keys to victory against the Sixers tomorrow as well. Well, as far as standings, I mean, the Wizards keep playing like this defensively. Like I said earlier, they're going to drop. You know, they're not going to go up. They're going to eventually start dropping down because they'll go on more losing streaks than winning streaks with defense like this. Um, they got to figure it out defensively because, like I said, you cannot consistently win games playing defense like this. But you can consistently lose games playing defense like this. 
And that's what the Wizards um, have done. It was a span where the Wizards ended up dropping below 500 for the first time this season because they went on a losing streak. You know, they got a tough schedule coming up. And if they're giving up 117 points, which is the amount of points they gave up to the 76ers the last time they played them, it's going to be tough cooking. It really is. Um, paint defense. That's the main thing. You're playing Joel Embiid. It's easy for me to say. He dropped 36 points last time. I honestly expect no different because the Wizards really just, no matter whether they, whether they try to double team him or what, I mean, he, it's just tough. It's tough for the bigs and for the Wizards to stop him. He always crushes them. Tobias Harris always crushes the Wizards. He dropped 23 last time. He shot 50% from the field. They got to do their best to try, to try, to limit Embiid to maybe 25 points, 27 points maybe. You know, try their best to limit him to under 30 and not let guys like Tobias Harris kill him and Tyrese Maxey or Seth, which is easy to just say. But but the three-point defense they played on Simons, etc., that makes me worried about a guy like Seth Curry going off. You know, he didn't kill him. He didn't kill him the last time they played the Wizards. He, he went three for eight. But that paint defense, man, and that three-point defense, those are my, my main two things, and not turning the ball over. They turned the ball over against the Blazers, I think, about like 20 times, I believe. The turn, yeah, the turnovers, stop, don't turn the ball over. Try your best to defend the three and for everything in your life. Please protect the paint, and that's easier said than done when you're facing Joel Embiid. Right. Um, I'm looking at their box score. So Andre Drummond is on the team too. So we, he's another big that we would possibly struggle against. Tobias Harris, like you said, he loves playing the Wizards. He went crazy the last time we played him. Um, Seth Curry, you got to defend him too. He's an elite three-point shooter just like his brother. Cork Moss can shoot the three, so we got to defend the three-point line. Gorgeous, Georges Niang hit four threes against the Miami Heat um, the other day, their last game, and he he shot the lights out against us too. So we really have to defend the three-point line. We got to communicate. We got to uh, hedge on screens, defend the screens better, and defend the paint. Um, and Joel and B, you you're just gonna have to. It's, it's hard to double him because they do have shooters. Yeah, you have to double smartly. You can't just double mm -hmm. from the jump. Once he puts the ball on the floor, that's when you know Kisper should come and try to swipe the ball from him or something like that, or uh, Kyle Kuzma, Rui, whoever's in there, try to help Gafford out because Gafford is just – I love Gaff, but Embiid, every time he plays Gaff, he, he, he's usually gotten the best out of him. So you cannot go for any pump fakes. He's really good at the pump fakes. He wants to face mm -hmm. up. He can dribble and cross you over. He'll, he'll do he'll do guard moves in the post. He'll, he'll yeah. cross you up and all kinds of stuff in the post. So Trez, the last time they played him and Trez got in a fight, Trez has to – Mentally be focused. He cannot let Embiid get in his head too, because Embiid likes to talk trash and get guys' heads and stuff like that. So they, they just had to be mentally uh, prepared for this too. If Berton should be back. That could possibly help with the three point shooting. We're gonna need Kuz from those last eight games to show. We're gonna need him to, to be aggressive, finish around the rim. Uh, even if he's not hitting his threes, just be aggressive and finish around the rim. So uh, mm -hmm. I, my only bold prediction from this game is that Joel Embiid will not get a double double. And that's bold because he usually gets about 35, 40, and 10 against the Washington Wizards. But, um, you know, Aaron, and Aaron Holiday, he needs to play more too. So, that's uh, Yeah. Uh, that is bold. Double, 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 <laughs> double. Um, man. My bold prediction is that the 76ers will shoot under – 
8% in this game. They All may right. shoot 45. They All may right. shoot 46. They won't shoot over 48% in this game. They shot 50% last time. I think they go under 48% in this game. That will be my bold prediction. It's tough to go bold when you feel like the team is probably going to lose that game. But, you know, that's as bold as I'll go, you know, under 48%. That's what I'll say. All right. All right, you guys, we'll uh, sign off here. Mm Mm-hmm. Before we go, guys, uh, once again, I want to make I want to thank you all for making Lockdown Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Now make your second listen, Lockdown Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Lockdown Bets hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It is free and available on all platforms. So Ed, hopefully tomorrow we'll be talking about a dub, man. Somehow, somewhere. I hope so. I hope so. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But all right, you guys, thank you for listening. And make sure you guys subscribe to the Locked On Wizards podcast and on YouTube. Hit the notification bell as well. You guys have a good one. Hell to the Wizards. Peace. Peace. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.